Welcome to Voices in Action, a CREATE Foundation podcast. CREATE is a national organisation with over 20,000 members aged from birth to 25 who are or were in care, that is foster, kinship or residential care. We are the voice for children and young people in care across Australia. In every episode of this podcast, we hear directly from young people with a care experience. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Hope, and I am a youth facilitator with CREATE in the Queensland State Office. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we share and listen today and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Today we are exploring the topic of extending care to 21. That means a place to stay and support up to the age of 21. Trigger warning. Please note that the following material may cover topics such as homelessness and childhood abuse. If this material brings up issues for you, please talk with someone such as Lifeline or Beyond Blue. Today we will hear from some of our young consultants. Hi, my name is Lucas. Hi, I'm Shanice. Hey, my name's Damon. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am 20. I am doing a Cert 4 in Youth Studies so I can become a chaplain. I have done a diploma in sound, which I worked for a little bit in. My hobbies include building computers, playing my computers. Uh, One of my big passions is my church and my Christian background. Enjoy just hanging out with my family and talking to friends. And I've been working with Create for a while now, so they've been helping me do a lot. Hi, my name is Shanice. I am from Mullandali, Gabi Gabi, and Waka Waka. That's they're my tribes. I am just turned 18, and I'm interested in doing social work. I've been in foster care my whole life. Hey, my name's Damon. I'm 24. I'm a online streamer. I was a child in foster care for quite some time. What did you do on your 18th birthday? What I did on my 18th birthday was fill out my blue card forms, which I was given. Then I went and hung out with some friends and we went and watched a movie. And then I went for a trip to the beach and then come home and play some computer games. Okay, so my 18th birthday was um, a small friends-based party just at my house. Um, Grandparents supported it and all that. I went to see my family and we went out for dinner. And that's just before the the virus hit. Even with the help from CSOs and stuff, like, they weren't actually all that helpful. Like they, they'd drop off pamphlets and stuff or maybe have a brief discussion about it, but they, they weren't able to actually point me in the right direction for anything. This ended up playing a huge role in a big fight between my foster parents and I um, when I turned 18. It was just after high school had finished and there were some arguments between whether I should take a leap year or not. And I basically just walked out. What would you like to have achieved by your 21st birthday? Living healthily, have some savings, looking at moving out and pretty much keep on studying so I can have the career that I want to have. A car, 
first. Yeah, I want to oh achieve my license. And I already have a job, but I have to study mental health. So that was meant to happen. But of course, the virus happened. What age do you think a young person should be able to live in a placement supported by the care system? 18, 21, 25 or no limit? And why? Kids should be, be able to stay with carers until they're 25 because I don't think you're fully an adult until you're 25. Even birth kids with their parents, they don't even move out until they're 25 or 26. So pushing a young kid that doesn't have the Say some of these kids don't have the other skills, they get kicked out when they're 18. If a carer is going to take a kid on when they're little and grow them up and turn them into a young person, I still think it's heartbreaking that a carer will kick them out when they're 18. I think 21 is a nice like spot just because on an average kind of sense, a lot of people do kind of get themselves together over that three-year period. Um, obviously, they'll then go into their 20s and do 20s things. But, you know, they, they start to pull together the adulthood kind of idea a bit more so so my my personal opinion is i think 25 is actually a good point to have it at uh, i think um i think 21 you know it seems reasonable and on paper looks good but the fact is most people can't pull themselves together or just there aren't enough support networks in place in the first place for them to pull themselves together by 21 because you turn 18, that's obviously a big year in general. To about 25, I think. I think it should be 25 just because most people in care have mental health issues and they can't handle the outside world. Some carers just, not saying all carers, they just chuck the kids out and then they, they don't have anywhere to go. But if you're stay until 25, you can kind of sort your life out a bit more. Where did you stay after you left care? Me and my foster grandparents had had, always had a bit of a history with arguing. Um, We've never really seen eye to eye. As a foster child, I, I think that there were certain difficulties that did come with that that a lot of other kids didn't have to deal with. Like, do they even actually want me there or are they, you know, is it to do with money and whatnot? But um, because, like, I, I do know that funding can be provided. I've heard bad stories over the years. I think we all have. And this put me on edge with, with my foster grandparents. And I ended up being the problem, to be perfectly honest. If I didn't have these carers now, I would most likely be probably dead, I would say. Or who now is because of my mum and dad. If I didn't have them at all, I probably wouldn't be anywhere in life. Once I'd moved down the coast and I started um, moving around down there and meeting some people, I fell off the wagon thanks to my depression, but um, I had had a flare-up and when that happened, um, essentially substance abuse did ensue. That did not end well. I've seen some things that most people won't ever see in their lifetime and I've got to tell you, be thankful for it. So for my decision to care, it was always a joke that I was going to stay here until I was 40. Yeah, I knew I was staying here, but always in the back of my mind, I always had a feeling that maybe it might get kicked out, but I never did. I turned 18. I was in my older brother's bedroom for a year, and then I asked what's happening, and they built me my own bedroom um, in their house. So I still live here now. I pay board like uh, that's how life is still to this day.
back during those couchsurfing times and stuff, like there, there occasionally was the night where I truly, I, I truly thought I was going to be left left out to dry. I, I didn't think I had places to go, and there, there was more than one night that I did spend just with um, a few blankets near a bush or something. It wasn't fun. It definitely was not. It was very cold and very scary. While I was left without a roof some nights, just because obviously people can't put you up forever. You know, I, I could have gone down a very, very dark path. I think homelessness in of itself, you know, I, I think there's a certain kind of freedom that does come with knowing you're not necessarily tied down to any one home, so to speak. It, you're never going to feel quite safe. Would you have liked additional support after you turned 18? There could have been a bit more support around, yeah, around me because I feel like there was just no support there. Probably a bit uh, more understanding on how you transition and what goes on afterwards, the payments you can receive. Just in a general sense, just being a little more proactive about their jobs, I guess. For a lot of the people that I seemed to get, it, it kind of seemed like they were just crossing off the list, you know what I mean? Next Step has helped me out a lot. They paid for the whole half of my laptop, which I did my sound degree on, so I finished my sound diploma. They also recently paid for my full certificate in my Cert 4. In Brisbane, there was a lot more support around cultural awareness and having that connection to land and being proud of who you are. But up here, I feel like there isn't that support here for Indigenous people transitioning from care and also who are currently in care. I live in Maribara, Queensland, and for that being a rural countryside place and close to the close to the bush and all this, I thought it would be have a lot more opportunities for us, but it doesn't. I am part of the Yugen Bear Choir, and they because I am Yugen Bear, it, it kind of helps you in a way through songs and dances learning the stories of elders and up because they're based in Logan, not in Maryborough. It's kind of hard to be down there and up here at the same time. But Maryborough, I feel like people would just, just let you win. Elders and because I work in an Indigenous law firm, the acceptance is high. Yeah, the acceptance is really high. And it's just that acknowledgement into other people's countries is, is, is quite great. Would extending care to 21 have made a difference for you? If so, how? For me, probably, probably not. Well, maybe, because I still live with my carers now, but that extra support from child safety would have been a little bit more helpful till you're 21. I think um I think it would be good for them to s develop some kind of support for individual placement. Extending care to 21 wouldn't have made a big thing in my life because my carers care for me. But for my carers, I think it would have made a bit more of a difference for them. Otherwise, because I was a very high needs child, I had behaviour issues. I am legally blind. 
So that extra support for them would have gone a long way. Like I need iPads for school, I need to have this surgery or I needed these glasses. That support comes straight out of them. They didn't have to. The loving people they are, they're the ones that just went out and bought it and gave it to me. Yeah, like the payment to stay with the carer and all that, like the um, the issue with that for me was just the fact that um, um, by the time you reach about 17 or 18, there are arguments happening all the time. Um, it, it was not healthy for any of us, for me to be there. It just wasn't. I know my grandma really struggled with the idea that, you know, maybe it just wasn't for the best for me to be around there anymore, but um, it just wasn't. And um, even if I had been offered money to stay at the end of the day, it wasn't good for my mental health. It wasn't good for their mental health. I really think it'd be great to have some more individualistic style supports that aren't based around grouping up the housing that aren't based around just trying to lock you into the foster home or something. There needs to be more support for becoming an individual because now I'm stuck in a position where um, one of my big issues and what I'm trying to help get support for both my DSP and NDIS is the fact that I'm no longer able to be an individual. I struggle to do things on my own. I I think it would have been great if, um, if there had been supports around pushing people to being more independent um, of other people and being able to do things on their own without relying on other people um, and how to build support networks, that kind of thing, you know what I mean? If, if I had have had one, just a place to stay for a year or two after I left, that could have changed everything. Thanks for listening today. If any of the material covered in this podcast has brought up issues for you, please talk with a mental health professional to work through this. You can also contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224636. If you are a worker, professional or carer, would like you to take a moment to reflect. What is one thing that stood out today that will impact your work this week? Thanks to all the young people who shared today. Your openness, honesty and courage continue to amaze all of us. For more information about CREATE, check out www.create.org.au. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you can hear about future episodes. Send any feedback or ideas to create at create.org.au. Thanks again for listening to Voices in Action, a podcast by CREATE Foundation. Thank you.